We have so many conversations with clients and people that we meet with where there is an assumption that the more risk that they take in their investments, they should receive a higher reward. It's important to take risk for returns, but we want to make sure that we take calculated risks and not just add more risk to our lives when there isn't a match potential in the reward that we will receive. So the big question is this, how do veterinarians like you who live demanding lives, who never seem to have enough time, able to achieve balance and take control of your finances with confidence? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answers. We are Florida Veterinary Advisors and this is the Smarter Vet Podcast. Hey, Smarter Vets. This is Tom Seco and CJ Burnett. We're financial advisors that work with veterinarians in the veterinary community across the United States, owners of Florida Veterinary Advisors, and the host of this podcast, the Smarter Vet Financial Podcast. Our mission is to reduce financial stress from the veterinary community by providing them with the next step in their plan. Make sure to check out all of our other great resources available on our website, such as complimentary race CEs, assessments, videos, articles, pretty much anything that we've tried to like put on the internet for you. You can find them by visiting flvetadvisors.com. CJ and I got really excited about this episode because this is a topic so many people talk about when it comes to investing. I'm sure you've heard invest here, invest this, do invest. Should I invest? Should I not invest? And the topic that we want to talk about today is around risk. And risk is very commonly defined when it comes to insurances and certain coverages that you should have. However, there are risks that are present with investing within investing that people are, are not fully aware about. And in a really interesting example, when it comes to risk, you know, what would you say is a very interesting example, CJ? Well, so risk, risk is a funny thing just in general and how people see risk. Cause sometimes people like if there was a 16% chance of rain, Tom, would you leave your house? Well, I would probably leave my house. What I have, luckily I have an umbrella I keep in my car all the time, but I would, even when it says it's a hundred percent chance of rain, I typically say, yeah, I'm, I'm not leave, I'm not bringing an umbrella. So, but, so you have an umbrella in your car. Yep. Do you ever use it though? Uh, for, <laughs> being in Florida, yes and no, hardly okay. ever. So it's only, so like you only use it like when it's like horrible, horrible downpour. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yes. Like it's gotta be bad. Like you're like, because it's so inconvenient. Cause like, I feel like I always get wet anyway, you know? Mm -hmm. And if I'm just going to go through the Starbucks drive through, like that just makes it convenient. So I don't have to, you know, worry. Well, about you, you dry. I mean, there's, we all, we all hopefully dry. <laughs> You'll be fine. Right. <laughs> well, and so like, so, the, so there's a 16% chance of risk, but you, but you, of rain, but you know that the risk at the end of the day, if you get rained on, it's not going to like really hurt you. Right. So it's the, the degree in which you believe that risk is there. Now, now let's say I, I, I challenge you to a game of Russian roulette, mm. right? Where there, and, and now there's a 16% chance cause it's, you know, one in six in the chamber of that gun. Right. So if pe for people who are listening, who don't know what Russian roulette is, it's basically where you put one bullet in a gun and then each person pulls the gun, uh, against their own head. And, and I know it sounds insane and it is insane, but like they, they pull the trigger against their own head and they see if they actually had the bullet in the next part of the chamber and, and each person goes until basically someone's gone. Right. Or, or maybe you go for three rounds or whatever. And so like, you know, one, one in six bullets, there's a, there's still a 16% chance, right? Would you, would you play Russian roulette with me? Heck no. Heck no. <laughs> right. Like, that sounds, Absolutely that not. I'm insane. sure there's some people 
on different parts of the the world that would probably be playing this game. But do not sign me up for this one ever, ZJ. Right, because the, <laughs> because the risk of loss is too great. Yes. Right, and so when we think about investment risk, a lot of people don't think in in term they they just think in terms of like money being lost but they don't mm-hmm. think in any other context and there's multiple ways there's because I, I would say especially when when i was going through college and learning a lot about investment valuations how we measure risk can be almost like there's like an infinite amount of way to like that you can measure risk inside of inside of investments right and i never forget the time that i went out to dinner with my wife the waiter asked me like what i did for a living and I was like, oh, I'm a financial advisor. And he goes, uh, he says, oh, my financial advisor got me a 20% return. And I was like, oh, that's, that's pretty cool, right? And he walked away and I, and I didn't say anything more, right? But my, my, the burning question in the back of my mind that I didn't ask him because I'm like, it, I just want to have dinner with my wife, right? But like the burning question inside the back of my mind was how much risk did that advisor take to get 20%? Because- Did he even answer to that? Did he know? Well, I didn't ask him. I didn't ask him. Oh. Yeah, no, I just, I just left it like, cause I, I just want to have dinner. <laughs> I want to start a conversation. Uh, you, yes. you know how that is. Like when you're at a Christmas party and people are like, what do you do? And you're like, oh crap. I've What's something that them. I can say to just get them to stop asking me? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. He's like, I, I sell cleaning pro- products. They're like, okay, goodbye. Right. Like, um, yes. just, just say anything that, so, cause you just don't want to talk about, cause, cause it, I mean, even I'm sure veterinarians, I talk to veterinarians all the time where I'm like, when you're at a Christmas party and people find out you're a vet, what do they do? <laughs> They're going to start talking about their pets, your pets. They're going to say, "Oh, my pet has a has this rash. Can you look at it?" And you're like, "No, I'm at like I'm at a Christmas party." Yeah. Like, <laughs> just like same thing happens. What's so with interesting us. about in investing too? Because it's you know people will start investing and they do things to where you know there are what we call returns that you actually have been able to get because hey, you invested and then you sold it and then you took the money out of the investment versus returns that are just kind of hypothetical. They're on paper until you actually do sell your investments. But the way that people think about in terms of investing, it's really interesting, the psychology that's out there, that it's throughout time, uh, people will keep investing and investing and investing, and they see things going up. And we all have this like uh, uh, implicit greed inside of us to where we constantly like want to keep getting more and more and more. But then as the market starts turning and we start freaking out, uh, then we end up selling it. I mean, we just sell everything because we're just like, gosh, the market's going down. And it's it's really int- interesting this the mindset because of like the risk that we're also taking can help define how willing we are to continue on the path of doing these certain decisions that we're making. If you get a twenty percent rate of return, right? And but you took the risk to get fifty percent, that's not good, right? But if you but if you get a twenty percent return and you took the risk to get five, well, hey, that means you got fifteen percent more without taking extra risk mm. right so and I, I know for, the, for this episode too it's really hard to really fully like describe how that works however just taking that concept is a good idea oh yeah absolutely yeah. We, there's no possible way we could define all the measurements of risk in a podcast episode that just doesn't happen but yeah there's um, I, I mean there's probably what thousands of them i would imagine they all have like some there's some that have a little bit more influence over over certain aspects, like information is a huge factor, which can cause people to make decisions. But all the things, because of our global economy, it's hard to really tell what the risk is involved. Well, yeah. I mean, you got market risk, you got interest rate risk, right? You, there's, there's, there's default risk in bonds. There's all these risks that are, that are in there, right? And you looking at your investment portfolio, you have to recognize what kind of risk impact your portfolio the most. 
right? Mm-hmm. And that can tell you, okay, like how much of return and, and every, every investor has a different required rate of return of their investments, right? So, cause what I see risky, you may not see as risky. And so, you know, my, the, how much something is worth to me should be different than how much is something worth to you. Absolutely. You might think there are so many different ways to invest, but there are really only three different philosophies. In our five-part video course, we have a course where we talk about how to align your investment approach with your overall plan and goals. This can be a great opportunity for you to review your current investment approach, and for those without an investment approach, can get one that works for you. You can find the link to the description of this course in the podcast. So we know investing is a complicated thing because there are thousands and thousands of investments that are that are available. We also know that there are many schools of thought around how you how you should best approach investing. And the different types of schools of thoughts that are out there, you know, you've got domestic type investments, you got international, you got commodities, you've got real estate, you've got every there's so many different things that you could put your money into. And the main aspect of why people really like, let's talk about why people invest in the first place. And one of the core reasons is due to inflation. So think of it like if you take all of your money and you put it in a tin can in the backyard and, you know, today inflation, I think they've been reporting it as like as record highs again, or as it hasn't been in like 40 years. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, when, when you're not investing your money, your dollars are pretty much not being able to spend at the same value as they could before. So you're having to use the the same thing you bought for a dollar yesterday now is worth $2 for you to buy it today. So how do you keep up with that? Well, you invest your money to hopefully earn returns. And and going back on the whole aspect of risk, well, if you take a lot of risk, depending on when you need that money, it could be down in the the toilet, for lack of better words here, uh, when you actually need it. Well, it's funny because a lot of people don't translate to, I find that a lot of people miss the timing aspect of risk. Absolutely. you know, volatility is one thing, but the timing inside your life matters because the timing of the market and your investments may not correspond with the timing of your life and when you need that money. So it's important to recognize that risk is not just investment only risk, but it's planning risk. It's your own cash flow risk, yes. right? So there's there's another dynamic to how much risk you take inside your investment portfolio, not just from how much are you able to withstand it going up and going down, but then also like, you know, mm-hmm. timing in your life, because a good plan has a plan when nothing goes according to plan, right? If, you know, if you have a lot of your assets invested and you need cash and then you need to sell things that are at, that are down at the time, then that can add insult to injury. So timing has a big difference, especially with how you should, you want to approach the investment side. Of course. And when it comes to investing, where a lot of people will take that step, like, especially if it's initially, sometimes people won't even do this because if you invest on your own, how are you defining the risk that you're willing to take within your life? And in our industry, because of our regulations and different things, like we're required to have these things on record. And we also want to understand where people are at when it comes to how they're investing. And it all starts off with what we call a risk tolerance questionnaire or an RTQ is the, the acronym for it. I'm sure there's a lot of acronyms in the veterinary medicine. And, and we agree with, with doing this because it at least creates a, a good baseline to help understand like what is your mindset when it comes to how you invest. And it doesn't mean that needs to be the end all to how you're going to invest at the end of the day, because you could change your mind. You could adjust a little bit how you want to invest over time. But if you don't have a place where you're starting, it can be, um, you know, as the market starts whipsawing and things start happening along the way, uh, you might end up not having a, a good understanding of like, should I be keeping this or not? You might react more to it than you might respond in a way that was best for you. 
And sometimes I know that whenever we're working with people, you know, we might do a risk tolerance questionnaire and that questionnaire kind of gives us the, the baseline for a conversation around the risk that they take in their investments. But Tom and I and other advisors that are in our, that are in our world that are on our team, they're not just looking at the, at that one thing. They're looking at like overall risk that they take in their life. Like if someone skydives like frequently, they might be a little bit more okay with risk, right? Than somebody mm-hmm. who is like, uh, uh-uh, I'm not getting on a plane, right? Like <laughs> now that's not always the case, but you know, just thinking through yourself, right? Being a student of yourself for a moment and thinking about how much risk you're comfortable taking just in general, may be also a great way to, to at least understand yourself more in how you can invest. Because, you know, if you're willing to take risk in certain areas and not in others, maybe the investment side is one where you're, you know, you might be willing to take more risk in that than other parts of your life. You might be less willing to take risk than other parts of your life. And just recognizing that your, your own personality does play a, a part in that. And if the market goes down, if your investments go down, how freaked out are you going to be? I, I've, I know a lot of people will say, eh, I'll be all right. And then when it does happen, they like mm-hmm. freak out. Like it, like it's like zombie apocalypse. Oh my gosh. Right. And so that's okay. Right. As long as you know, like you have to almost prepare yourself emotionally. You can't use your brain to pick what kind of risk you can, you can handle. Right. You almost want to use your brain and your heart to kind of say, you kind of gut check yourself. Like, okay, like, am I going to be really freaked out? if something really goes bad. Hey, what's so interesting as you talk about that, CJ, because I'm thinking about when, when it comes to retirement accounts, people will a lot of times take a lot of risk in them because of the idea that they aren't going to touch them for a very long time. And it's fascinating when you look at the behavior that we all have with regards to, can I access something? Can I not access it? And my willingness to be a little bit more adventurous with it, with it in comparison to like, hey, if it's money that I need for a down payment on a house, like what am I going to be doing with those funds? So it's like people tend to the way that they approach these things. It's really fascinating to look at. And when you invest, you know, investing can be very simple. Like it can be very, very easy, especially when you understand the different types of philosophies that are out there and picking something that can fit with what works for you as who you are and what your mid, your long-term, your short-term type goals that you're looking to accomplish, because that will be kind of your, your, your beacon of light when you're actually, as the market is fluctuating and things happen, like even recently, uh, as like the pandemic came through, the market tanked, but then it did this, there was many, many, a lot of chatter out there where it talked about, is it going to have like a U-shape recovery where it goes down and then slowly comes back up, or is it going to have a V-shape recovery and is it going to go down and come back up really fast? And when you have an understanding of what you're trying to accomplish and what your short, mid and long-term type goals are with your philosophy, a lot of these things tend to become, you know, you don't really think about it much anymore. And it allows for you to have a little bit more peace of mind on how you're approaching things. Well, and I think that that wraps it up with, you know, taking calculated risk, making sure that you're getting rewarded for the risk that you take, understanding investment philosophies, understand the timing of things, right? So just to summarize everything we just kind of went through. And at the end of the day, we're all after the same thing. And that is the, having the ability to have the, to have the choice to not work forever, right? Like if if your bills could get paid in perpetuity for the rest of your life, and you, like they call it retirement, I'm just gonna call it. I think Tom and I have decided to start calling it quit forever, quit forevering. Yes, 
right? I'm like, gonna quit forever. <laughs> we're just gonna quit forever. Like it's you know okay, Perfect. I'm 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 good being a vet, and you know what? You, maybe you don't quit. Maybe you think you're gonna quit forever, but you're coming back in like five years, right? Because you just you can only golf so much, you can only go on so many vacations before you get bored, and then you got to do something, right? But like you know, what is that day that you're able to quit forever, mm-hmm. and, and have the choice to quit forever, even though you may not want to? If this is your first time listening to our podcast, we're glad that you're here. We've got a lot of other great episodes. For those of you who listen a lot, we're glad to have you back. And if you haven't showed us some love yet, let's be friends. And make sure to write us a review, rank us if you listen on Apple or Spotify. Uh, If you don't listen on either of them, you can also visit our Facebook page and write us some love about what you think about our show. Uh, And if you want to inject a couple thoughts or some subjects you want us to talk on, uh, visit our website at flvetadvisors.com. Uh, and just drop us a note. We'd love to hear from you. This is CJ Burnett. And I'm Tom Seco. Wishing you a lifetime of financial success. Don't forget to visit our website and sign up for our newsletter. By subscribing, you'll be the first to know about upcoming race-approved CE webinars, podcast releases, short presentations, and articles that we publish. Make sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on LinkedIn, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. C.J. Burnett and Tom Seco are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, and financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. C.J. Burnett's and Tom Seco's California licenses are 0K79676 and 0K80141, respectively. Security products and advisory services are offered through Park Avenue Securities, LLC, a registered broker-dealer, investment advisor, member of FINRA and the SIPC, and a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Florida Veneer Advisors is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. This podcast is for information purposes only guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities, Guardian, or Florida Veterinary Advisors, and opinions stated are their own. This material is intended for general use. By providing the content, Park Avenue Securities LLC and your financial representative are not undertaking to provide investment advice or make a recommendation for a specific individual or situation or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. All investments contain risk and may lose value. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. The individuals associated with Florida Veterinary Advisors do not maintain specialized licenses or qualifications for the financial services provided to veterinary professionals. Florida Veterinary Advisors is not registered in any state or with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission as a registered investment advisor. Submission number 2022-137130 expires April of 2024.